0: Welcome to the Mary Jane experience, unbiased, unabridged, and most of all, informative. From our mountaintop view here in Colorado, here's how we see the cannabis industry today. Let's look at weed.
1: Hello, everyone out there in the cannabis world. I am Casey Jones coming to you live from a cafe in Boulder, Colorado, um, Strawberry Sequoia and I are actually going to go out and do some traveling soon. Uh, Tomorrow, Strawberry's flying down to Mexico to go check out the scene down there. I will be heading over to the UK to go find out what is happening with medical marijuana in Jollyole. Do a couple interviews over there, so look out for that. Um, This week, we had the opportunity to talk with Dave Brown. He is the CEO of Shine Papers. They are the ones who were kind enough to donate 24 karat gold rolling papers to our Mother's Day package and raffle going on until, well, Mother's Day. So if you have any need for last minute Mother's Day presents, go ahead and buy a raffle ticket. They are $1 a piece. That's right, $1 could potentially get your mom 1300 sorry, 1300 dollars in wonderful cannabis gifts for the holiday. Um, Yeah, we wanted to sit down with Dave uh, to talk about corporate responsibility. We touched on the war on drugs and a couple other topics. Um, Just an interesting guy, again, one of those kind of serial entrepreneurs that found himself in the cannabis space. Uh, He's actually located down in the Carolinas, so not a very big hotbed for cannabis. Um, But we wanted to talk to him about what he's doing to help with uh, decriminalization, normalization, and ultimately legalization. Um, So we're going to go ahead and play that interview here. Uh, Strawberry had the opportunity to jump on the phone with him. Um, Overall, just an extremely interesting guy. Um, Came from high-end cigars, kind of moved into the cannabis industry. Um, So yeah, we're going to go ahead and have a listen here. If you have any questions, as always, feel free to reach out to us at the maryjaneexperience.com that's maryjaneexperience.com backslash contact Uh, or you can reach us out on uh, social or give us a ring our phone number is listed on the website we'd love to hear from you guys Um, so without further ado here is strawberry sequoia talking with dave brown of shine paper company enjoy
0: Dave, thank you so much for your generosity in supporting the raffle and for being here today.
2: Absolutely. It's uh, it's our pleasure on both fronts.
0: <laughs> thank you. So to start off, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey into the cannabis world?
2: I kind of t- took an alternate route. Um, I had you've done several interesting things in life. I'd been a professional tennis player um from there i got into the cigar world um premium cigars i was working in stores i was um running a distribution company um and from there you know, at one point in time we were selling a lot of cigars to vegas casinos and so we wanted to come up with a product that was really geared towards the super high end gambler um And what we came up with and there's like a lot of funny stops and starts with it. But, um, we came up with the idea of let's put gold on a cigar and that cigar people loved receiving it, um, as a gift, but they would not actually pay for it. It was already an expensive product to begin with. And then when you add on the Vegas markup, it became incredibly expensive. Um, but we didn't want to, so the product, that product wasn't really working the way we wanted it to. The other funny thing that happened with it, I was actually just talking about with someone yesterday, is that people would buy the cigar and not smoke it because <laughs> it's so pretty. <laughs> They're like, oh, Bring this is it. a romaine Yeah, I'm never going to touch this. I'm like, well, maybe you should buy two then. Like, Keep one as a trophy and actually <laughs> yeah. have the experience of smoking the other, but it didn't work out that way. Um but we didn't want to lose sight of the technology. We thought it was a really cool process we had created. So we were looking for other ways that we could apply it and we landed on rolling papers. Um, I prototyped the first couple of papers myself and gave them to someone who was working for me, uh, who I knew was a smoker. And I said, Hey, just try this. Let me know if it works. And, I'll never forget that first photo of it rolled up and ash and gold. And he's like, Oh, it, it works. I'm like, Oh, wow. Okay. So for me, um, I was not you, I got my education about cannabis by developing this product. Um, I really wasn't in the space. I wasn't thinking about it a lot. Um, but I think overall that's really helped us with shine. Um, because I've seen a, especially in this industry you see a lot of people that are such passionate consumers of a product that um, they can sometimes be a little bit myopic as to how to build a product that will scale. So they're very much focused on what their personal use habits are, but maybe not what works for a larger audience. Um, So with a little bit of detachment, I think we were able to do that. Um, But from there, once we started to become more aware of what was happening, from a business aspect, it was very clear that there was a lot of opportunity um, and a lot of things that we could do in interesting ways. But you also start to get educated on these other issues, you know, the medicinal value of the plant, um, the legal issues that that are arising or have been in place for a lot of people for a long time. So building the product was kind of our entry point to getting educated on these things. But now that we're here and that, you know, the product started in 2013, um, you know, we really, you know, we definitely have our finger on the pulse of what's happening at this point. And so the intersection of the two is extremely interesting. Um, So with that, you know, we want to look at certain things and make sure that um, you know, we believe in kind of acting with responsibility and making sure that we're moving um, certain issues and ideas forward and feel like we have a unique platform to be able to talk about them.
0: Yeah. And that's, that is so important is you have the platform, you have the followers and then what do you do with that? So we talked last week with um, about the history of the war on drugs with root and rebound and why it is relevant and what Root & Rebound's doing to help. So I'm curious to hear your perspective as a cannabis company on the issues still surrounding the war on drugs as your insider view from the industry.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, I think the war on drugs is overall, it's a failure. I think it's a war on certain people more than it is on, uh, uh, almost more so than on certain products. Um, It's definitely um, hurt particular communities in a greater to a greater degree than it does others. We're clearly at a point where people are starting to understand how much value there is in you know, on all types of levels um, from a cannabis perspective. And we obviously have a ton of people that um well Are serving sentences that go far beyond what you would think for anything that should relate to cannabis, Um, and you know these are life changing, life altering things that have happened to these people Um, that will probably always travel with them, which is really unfortunate. We're clearly at a point where every the mainstream and people that write policy are starting to look at this completely differently um and it would be fantastic to to say you know, the people that were <laughs> um ahead of the curve on this and have paid an unbelievably high price um in their life for for being involved with it um finding a way to to roll some of that back um and to you know lessen those penalties get people out get them into better situations, even if they have to be in, um, you know, these are not violent offenders. These are not people that are harming people. Um, many, many times these are people that have, um, such a a profound and deep seated belief in the good of what they're doing that it's, it's really unfortunate to see them paying such a steep price. So, you know, it's while it's terribly exciting to see where things are moving, there's obviously a huge um, population that has been kind of left behind um, and are paying a, a tremendous price. So, you know, anything that can be done to move their cause forward, I think is incredibly important and, and healing and powerful.
0: And so you're based in, are you based in Vegas?
2: based in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, actually. So a complete non-hotbed of cannabis activity. We just like living at the beach.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fun. Absolutely. Well, that's a unique place to look at this all from as well, because, you know, there's so many different ways that people are doing things. You know, there's Colorado, which has actually been really great about expunging records and getting people out of prisons. Yeah. Um, And then there's California that's got a million problems across the entire industry.
2: Right. Is there
0: anything unique about South Carolina? Any insights there? Or
2: Um, South Carolina traditionally, you know, it is especially compared to the rest of the country. It is a conservative place by nature. Um, Charleston is kind of like Austin. It's kind of an oasis of progressiveness and liberalism in a sea of conservative (laughs) views. there are people that are definitely putting a lot of effort in to move legalization forward. Um, It is not, it is not legal here in any format yet. It's always, you know, the biggest challenge will be my prediction when people ask me about it is that we'll probably be one of the last five States to actually (laughs) come around to where we should be because there still is a big influence of like, Bible belt views and so while we are strongly Republican from a voting standpoint and I kind of try to wrap people's minds around like let's you know, be a good Republican take the tax revenue there's a lot of things that you can fix our schools are terrible our roads are seriously in need of repair you know, we could probably fix a lot of that in one or two years of uh, properly taxed cannabis sales from a legalization standpoint you we're we're always gonna be kind of on the tail end of, of the wave.
0: Yeah, it's, it's um, almost even more touching to me that you care so much about this and, and other issues being almost far out of the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's great that you know even though you're, you're a step away from where the action's at, you're very much interested in, in making the industry a better place. Which yeah, I think important. it's,
2: I think it's really important. Um, you know, I think, and it's important for all of us. So we might not have as much personal experience with people that have been directly affected by these issues, but having a little bit of detachment from it, and you can see what's happening a little bit more clearly. And um, yeah, I think I think everyone in the industry, which not everyone abides by it, but I think everyone in the industry has a responsibility to um, be a good steward of what's happening right now because it's really exciting and there's a lot of good things happening. So let's not be short-sighted and mess it up for a big opportunity or for a lot of people by not – Acting responsibly with what we with what we do have at our fingertips. You know the people that are serving time would you know if they if they were free and had a blank slate and saw what was happening now, I'm sure they would be. You know they would love to be participating right now without you know previous blemishes. Um, so it's almost like for their sake, we have to do this correctly. Um, so yeah, we take that that kind of the corporate responsibility on that level seriously, and you know, want to see everyone else do that too.
0: Yeah, you know, it reminds me of um, Drug Policy Alliance has a hashtag that's legalize it right. You know, so mm. not just legalizing, but like we got to do this the right way.
1: Um, yeah, well, and I'm so. curious
0: if you, f- from your perspective if you see a lot of companies in the industry stepping up to the plate on issues like this, or if you are seeing a lot more companies ignoring issues like this, if you have a perspective that on that. That's
2: question. Um, I think it's kind of a mixed bag. I think you have companies that um, are, you know, extremely active on a, on a social, you know, with a social cause attached to what they're doing and you definitely have other companies that are, you know, more focused on, you know, um, the profit opportunity. Um, there's definitely a way to balance both and one can also enhance the other, but it's also, you know, again, like what's, you know, what's the right thing to do. Um, so, you know, I, I try not to cast any judgment on any other companies for how they participate because a lot of it too you know there's kind of an entrepreneurial sense too of you know you might have the absolute best intentions but you're just not financially at a place where you can participate obviously there's other ways that you can make a difference not everyone's in a position to start a foundation (laughs) (laughs) or be a, a significant sponsor of something so you know i think everyone in their own little ways can do it and it can be as small as just being a good citizen in your community and just showing that hey yes i'm in a cannabis business but you know i'm a great dad or i show up to the soccer games or whatever the thing is to show you know i think all those little moments too help destigmatize it and ultimately that's that's the only thing that i think is really left on the table as far as moving issues forward is just overcoming stigma that's still there so you know you can do that in really big noticeable ways or you can also just you know be someone who helps the little old lady across the street too
0: absolutely and you bring up a good point um and it's something that we often tell people and even with this raffle that we're doing you don't need to buy a raffle ticket if you don't have you know a couple extra dollars laying around that's fine the most important thing is to educate yourself and to be vocal about the issues and to be vocal about your cannabis use and help to destigmatize. Um, so I think that's a, that's a great point. And I also think that, in my opinion, this particular industry has the opportunity to be one of the most inclusive and equal industries that, of this scale, um, potentially in history. And I just wanted to kind of bring that up and and get your opinion Mm -hmm. on that.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I think that um, it is really exciting and it's definitely a strength of the industry that the industry is not built. It's because it's young in its life cycle, the systems and the infrastructure and the bureaucracy that at times um, might create an unlevel playing field in other industries. Really doesn't exist here. If you, it doesn't matter where you're from, what your background is, what your ethnicity is, what your gender is, what your sexual orientation is. It's it's a pretty wide open space right now. And so if you can find a way to create value, then I think you have a chance to be incredibly successful here without having to bite without having to fight off um, you know, systemic issues. I completely agree. You know, there's a lot of good things that occur because the industry is in its infancy. I could definitely point out things that are problematic because of that same thing, but ultimately it's a very exciting time. And there's a, just a infinite level of opportunity. Whenever it was 150, 200 years ago, they probably thought people making rum that you know, might have been a, a moonshine-ish type of product were crazy and kind of on the fringes of things. But if your last name is Bacardi today, you're doing okay. So I think that that same opportunity exists here to really change kind of generations um, with this opportunity and with what people can do in the industry from a starting point that it doesn't matter what your prior background was um, or what, you know, what class or ethnic ethnic background you come from. So um, I think it's really exciting for people, for everyone to to have an opportunity like that in front of them.
0: Definitely. And you mentioned something about um, the different problems. And I was curious about maybe in – at least in, just in your opinion, what are some of the mm-hmm. biggest issues that you see besides this in the cannabis industry that we should be striving to solve and, and fix? Mm.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I think that you know, there are certain things that industries just need from a maturation standpoint. They need to kind of know how to regulate themselves, not in a way that's, that makes it impossible to start a business, but in a way that makes sure that the right people are doing the right things, um, you know the right amount of regulation is a good thing. It's good for people that are building businesses the right way, and it's good for consumers too. That's one area you'd like to see you know when federal legalization comes comes along, I think it'll be interesting to see um, how products develop and move when they can actually move. And, you know, I think that we're, you know, I would say, you know, and I'm painting with broad strokes, but I would say a lot of the industry right now is kind of made up of two, um, two different categories of people. One are people that were doing it all along and are now just learning how to do it in a legal environment. Um, And then you also have people that are seeing it for the green rush aspect and don't really have um, any motives except profit. Um, And both of those views come with some limits. Um, What I'd like to see as the market matures, and I think people understand what these companies actually should be worth, then you can have reasonable investment and growth and happy investors and companies that just work. Yeah. Like some of these companies and you know, cannabis isn't the only one that this happens to. Um, you know, I could name a lot of companies that we all use when we need to, you know, get a car instead of a taxi that, um, their financials just plain don't make sense. Like, But it's a brand and people want to say that they own a piece of it. So, you know, where that leads is interesting. There's definitely pieces of the market that don't make sense. There's regulation in certain states that doesn't make sense. Um, that isn't really in tune with what the practical issues are of running a cannabis business um, mm-hmm. or growing one. So, you know, there's a lot of room to improve, but there's also, you see in certain states, like they're doing it to a really high level. Why everyone doesn't just follow that blueprint, I don't know. That seems the simplest way for me. But, um, you know, at least there are, you know, very positive examples that can be pointed to of, yeah, like this is how much, you know, this is how much we've reinvested back into our public school system and i think that the more we can connect it to like you know this money is going to fix these problems i think that that's probably the quickest way to reduce the stigma there there's a there's pluses and minuses but overall i think you know, there's definitely there's definitely more good than bad at this point
0: i would agree and i would also agree with um the monetary Thoughts there, I would say that even some of the more serious Republicans are going to be able to be motivated by money. And that answer that, that you just gave sort of leads into one of my favorite questions that we ask on the podcast. We try and ask everybody this, is just where do you see the industry going in the next one, five and then 10 years? Mm. tough one Um,
2: yeah (laughs) um man yeah I think it's almost like the the longer term the longer horizons are almost easier to answer um legalization is an idea whose time has come and you know every election cycle we're making progress on that so I think 10 years from now that's kind of always i you know that's always been my gut feel for when federal legalization would happen um and if it does i mean wow like we've seen what's happened in in canada you, that's kind of to me that would be the big headline for 10 years um 5 years I think we'll probably see, you know, I would probably mark that as a time where we're seeing more and more states, you know, get on board with a recreational program and not just medical. But a year from now, I think that we're still, you know, very much fighting an uphill battle and kind of grinding through the gears of, okay, a state, you know, brings a program online, but now we have the actual, you know, where the rubber meets the road of people trying to um, exist within that framework and the feedback loop on how to, oh, this, you know, this part of the program works really well, but this part over here is a problem and here's why. Um, you know, I'd like to be seeing a little bit more fluid situation when it comes to legislation of people you know, being able to put things out, let people get accustomed to what the system is, but then also be able to have a reasonable forum and lines of communication to say, okay, I know you put it in this piece in because of this. Let me explain to you in my daily process what that means and why it might not be the best place to create a bottleneck um, in our production. Maybe we could do it this other way. So you, I think the legislation will get To where it needs to, if we can kind of make it a living document and not something that is set in stone um, and people are going to have to deal with it as is. And as we've seen in certain states, a lot of times if it's not done correctly, it really just pushes people back to the black market. That's absolutely not what we want. Um, So, you know, I think that there's clear hits and misses (laughs) state by state. Um, But, but I think for the next two, you know, year to four years, um, you know, we're going to be kind of fixing and adjusting and hopefully improving the initial offerings and the initial programs as they're written.
0: Definitely. Well, my final question for you is just simply, is there anything else you would like to add? (laughs)
2: um you know i don't think so i think um you know especially for the purpose of this conversation i think i've kind of already said what um you what my goals are which is that you know people do get involved and they do pay attention to these issues if whether they're working in the cannabis industry or they're just a cannabis consumer everyone has the ability in a small way to affect change on the stigma of it um, and to tell positive stories. So you know I would just encourage people at all levels to to do that. Um, You know it's definitely not something where you have to be ashamed to talk about it anymore or keep it as private information um, to the level that people used to but there's you know definitely an opportunity to you know um, to present A really positive image for the plant itself for what it means to consume it how that you know affects you in a positive way medicinally um, and then certainly if you're working in the industry like make it make it a better place we're just starting so let's make it better and better um, for ourselves and for the people that come after us
0: well said and that's what we're here for you know having these conversations to say it's okay to have these conversations
2: (laughs) right absolutely
0: well thank you so much again for donating to the raffle and for coming on here to share your thoughts and ideas we really really appreciate it
2: that sounds good appreciate you having us